How you doing all? Welcome to yet another edition of the main event with Spring and Wing. Um, thank you all for joining us once again. Uh, we've got a few topics that we're going to discuss today. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, first topic, here we are looking at, you know, six, seven games in the NFL season. Uh, you know, there's always, people always saying, you know, who's going to be good and who's not. Uh, so what surprises do we see in the NFL so far in the season? What What kind of what kind of developments have we seen? I can honestly tell you that I I'm, I do not look at the Kansas City Chiefs as a surprise. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, the only thing that's very disheartening and you know an issue is uh, how poorly the defense have played has played the last couple couple of games. I agree with that. Um, but as far as you know, like surprises, I mean, the biggest surprise that I have honestly is the Miami Dolphins. Okay, they were four and two. Okay. And is that because they have Jay Cutler? Uh, not anymore, because he's got cracked ribs. Which, you know, for him personally, maybe removing a couple of the bottom two would be beneficial for him. Yeah. So um, the Marvel man had a good record. Four two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they scored thirty-one points yesterday with essentially their third-string quarterback in Matt Moore, right? Who was on the active roster at the beginning of the year when right. you know Tannehill went down. They bring in Cutler. So Matt Moore, essentially their third string quarterback. Correct. Scored puts up thirty one points. Granted it's the Jets, but it's still the NFL. Yeah. Yep. So but they've scored ninety two total. Yeah. So they scored a third of their points in one game. But yet they're four and two. But yeah, they're four and two. They don't have, you know, the eighty five Bears, you know, <laughs> defense. They j- they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. So I don't understand. I mean, I don't I I I'll be honest with you, I don't pay that close attention to Miami. It's just that just, you know, has struck me as Holy cow! What what are they doing here? Right. So, um, and I'm going to kind of catapult you into the next one. Another huge, impressive surprise is the Los Angeles Rams. Without a doubt, uh, they Without can score on flipping anybody yep. right now, man. I yep. mean, you've got first year head coach. Yep. Um, Who's like the quarterback <clears throat> whisperer apparently? Because Jeff Fisher wanted nothing to do with Jared Goff last year. But not anymore. And look, then they, what, look what you can do now. Then they got that guy who don't call me Gurley. Yeah. You know, see what I did yep. there? I, I see what and you And I'll tell you what, he, he's an exciting football player. Yeah. He really is. I mean, they're doing a lot of things. and I mean, besides Jared Goff and uh, uh, I almost said Greg Gurley, but that, that's, not, that's not, <laughs> it's not Greg. I'm glad it's, you didn't. It's Todd. Yes. Uh, can you really name me anybody else on that team? Oh, no. Exactly. No. Maybe Isaac Bruce, but that's that's long ago. Kurt Warner, Mar- Marshall Falk, but yeah, that was a while ago yeah. too. So what 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 is what is so surprising about the Rams? Do you spring? You know, it's just number one, people had no faith in them even being able to do anything. I mean, they were kind of after last year, they were kind of seen as as almost the joke in the league mm-hmm. to an extent. And then you see what they do, and you see the record they've got. You know, they're five and two, and you know, they've got the best offense in the league. They average 30.3 points per game, whereas their mm-hmm. opponent only gets 19.7 per game. And I, I would never have guessed that. If, if, if you had asked me what team has the number one offense in the league, the Rams would have been probably my 20th guess, maybe. I, I, you know, there's no way I would have thought that. Because you don't think of Rams being that, not since the days of Eric Dickerson and what have you. And, you know, the fact that golf's got a completion rate of 60%, you know, that's... There's really nothing to sneeze at. That's, no. that's, that's damn good. And, you know, he's got nine <clears> touchdowns <throat> and only four picks. I mean, he's he's looking like 
Actually, he's looking like maybe Jeff Fisher was an idiot for not playing him last year. I think there's a lot of people that between Tennessee, St. Louis, and Los Angeles that will probably agree with that. <laughs> yeah. But here's the other kicker is so we know that they can score. Yeah. But their defense is nothing. No, nothing. Yeah. I mean, they're they're plus seventy four on their point differential. Yeah. Their and they're scoring is, a crap ton of points. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing to sneeze at because their defense is quite impressive, and that, that's they're kind of, you know, there's a, there's always a team. It seems like every year there's always a team or two that kind of gets you excited for football because you kind of want to see how how is this team really going to, going to turn out you know how mm. far will they be able to go mm-hmm. and with the rams this year i mean it's, it's kind of almost exciting to see what are the rams going to do you know and that's that's just i'm kind of i'm kind of waiting to see what's going to happen hey. especially especially with la especially la deserves the rams and the fact that the chargers are there it's just I mean, that's just so disrespectful in my mind. I mean, it's just such a laughing stock. There's a but, reason why nobody gives a crap about the Chargers in L.A. <laughs> well, you know, their quarterback, Philip, I'm a craphead, Rivers, you know, with his 17 kids. Um, <laughs> I'm being serious. He's got a, he's, I mean, he's got like a football team in his house. But well, he, he learned from Steve Harvey, <clears throat> apparently. Right. Well, you asked a question. Let's stay, let's stay in California. But you said, what are the Rams? What are the Oakland Raiders? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me, I'm having some issues here, but what the heck are they? You know, yeah. I mean, they lose what four in a row? Yeah, you never know who they're gonna who they're gonna be from week to week. And you know, a lot of it I hear a lot of people say it rests upon David Carr. And you know what what's what's Carr gonna be that day? And yeah, I get that, but man, it's just they're just not looking good. I mean, they're just not consistent. And it's, so supposedly beast mode, you know, Mr. Skittles, Marshawn Lynch was yeah was supposed to be, you know, the final piece of the equation to put them over the top. Yep. Which, by the way, uh, Alex Smith and Andy Reid own Derek Carr outside of... Derek Carr, that's right. Sorry, I said Dave. I was thinking of his brother. Yeah, yeah he, I mean, he was bad. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So up until Thursday night, this, this previous Thursday, I mean, Alex, Andy, and the Chiefs have pretty much done what they want mm-hmm. at will to Oakland... We, you, know, you bring up beast mode. I mean, there's a reason Seattle let him go. You know, I mean, if he if he really had, think about what Seattle needs and what they're lacking right now. If he if if he really had talent left and the ability left, you know, and just could kind of get past injury or whatever, then they would have kept him. He looks slow. Yeah, he to does. Me. He, he does. looks slow. Yeah, he really does. And I don't know if that's a injury thing. I don't know if that's just an attitude thing. But yeah, Father Time's undefeated. I think so. You know, but yeah. it, it, but again, you know, shelf life, you know, of a of a running back coming into the NFL. I mean, what are we looking at? You know, twenty two, three to. I mean, you got what four, five, maybe six good years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, so it might just be you know he's a little long in the tooth, so to speak. Yeah. As far as his you know football career, but he's he's in the golden um, years. You know, but their offensive line. I mean, I believe if I I, I didn't look this up and I should have because I just thought of it was. I think that they are the highest paid offensive line as a unit throughout football. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on the that. Raiders. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. I'm still talking about Oakland. So you would think that with all the money they've spent, which sometimes that's not always money well spent, but you bring in Marshawn Lynch, you know, the, the final piece, the missing piece of the puzzle. And uh, that doesn't really, I mean, I'm not going to say that he's not going to have a decent year, but I don't see... You know, a thousand yards. In well, no, he, he's not having the effect that everybody thought he was going to have. Mm. That everybody said he was going to have. And, and you know, Amari Cooper, I believe, has the most drops of any receiver in football. Well, I mean, that's that's 
just the game with the Chiefs, the, the you know, you, you saw the commentators repeating again and again, oh, this is the breakout game for Cooper. They've been waiting for this all season. And it's 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 just, again, long in the tooth, I think, a little bit. Mm. Maybe. Amari? Maybe. He's still f- fairly young, though. But He is, but, I mean, there, I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's something something about, about him just, I, I don't know. It's different. Yeah. 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 He, he just doesn't seem hungry like he used to. And that's that's what I'm, what I'm what's missing. Now, when you look at other side of the coin about maybe, you know, who's kind of sucking. Honestly, if you look at just the AFC West in general, because at the beginning of the season, you know, you saw commentator after commentator and, and, and sports figure after sports figure talking about how great the AFC West was going to be and how competitive it was going to be this year. And actually, the AFC West, minus the Chiefs, it's pretty crappy. I mean, it's subpar. We're the only team that's above 500. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the Denver's at three and three at the moment, and but the after n- getting shellacked two weeks in a row by exactly. bad team, by bad. I'm not going to say that the Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> are a bad football team. I'm really not because again, you know, you got to give respect where credits you know true. And, and Philip Rivers is a, is just a flipping gamer. But I'm not going to say they've got a, a good, good team. I mean, no, there's no. Just, there's an average team. That's about where I'd go with that. I you know I I, I think that they're probably a six seven eight win football team. Yeah, well, I mean they're they're, they're, they're three what, four three, right now. Three and four. You Same know, with the Raiders having they they lost what four in a row and now they've won three in a row. Yeah. So, I mean you, you just. You just never know what you're going to get. No, man. you really don't. You really don't. And then, you know, in Denver's Denver's defense is supposed to be this vaunted defense. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll be honest, I, I, you know, my feelings about Denver. Yeah. I'm not going to say it over you know the, the loudspeakers here, but <laughs> you know, uh, Trevor Simeon has not been that bad. He hasn't been that bad, but he but he also hasn't been all that good either. Exactly. I mean, there were a couple of games at the beginning of the season where people thought, okay, he's going to be awesome. Look what he can do. Well, now he's kind of becoming the real Trevor Simeon, and you really mm-hmm. see what he can do and what he can't do, and so that's that's kind of telling, you know, a little bit. But then you look at the AFC East. I mean, oh. that's that's a division that that I think has kind of surprised a lot of people because you know clearly you got the Patriots. You just yeah. expect them to run away with it every year. But Which then, like way, you mentioned, was, wasn't everybody like saying, "Oh, this is the year that Tom's done. Yeah, the hoodie needs to yeah. go because of one performance against." The Kansas City Chiefs. That's and what did we say? There. They will be there. Yeah, you just they wait. always will be. Yep, they always do that. They look what they did. La- look, look what they did to Atlanta. Exactly. They, exactly. What well, were you gonna say? I'm sorry. I cut well, you Atlanta off. is kind of. Oh yeah, Atlanta's kind of so well, far. They're just like they're just like the Chiefs. They have their own issues. It's true, true. But you know, you look at the AFC East and Buffalo. And you got Buffalo and the Dolphins sitting at four and two. Which again, Buffalo. I wouldn't have thought of them. No, no. I mean, it's and, and you're not you're not seeing. Uh, you know, Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, really doing, you know... Um, Slim Shady McCoy. Right. Yeah. You're not seeing him, I guess, I wouldn't say dominate, because it's, I mean, you don't really see many, you know, players in general dominate entire football games. Right. We saw him do that when he was in, you know, Philadelphia. Yeah. So the fact, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, very serviceable quarterback, mobile. He's not He's not going to, you know, Brett Farvia, you know, no. Tom Brady, uh, you know, you're on the the 12-yard line with, you know, a minute and a half and one timeout. That's probably not the guy you want. Their defense is pretty doggone good. Yep. You know, and, and I think if I, and again, the you know, the numbers, I didn't I didn't look up a lot of numbers for Buffalo, but they don't beat themselves. No, they don't. I mean. No. They're, they're, again, like you said, you got Miami and Buffalo. Huh? Yeah. 
So I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen as the season continues. You said that the AFC has been bad. What about the AFC South? You know, Jackson, uh, yeah. Jacksonville and yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, that right there, people were saying that they thought Tennessee was going to be great because they thought that, you know, Mariota was going to have this breakout season. I love season. Marcus Mariota. Well, I mean, everybody was real high on him, but this season he's really not doing a whole lot. And that's kind of... You're, you, I, I don't know. I'm kind of curious about that a little bit. We kind of, we're kind of seeing... Uh, <clears throat> we're kind of, excuse me, we're kind of seeing kind of a coming out party, so to speak, for Derrick Henry. Yeah. You know, former Alabama stud, yeah. you know, Heisman, yep. what have you. But um, Mr. Mariota is just kind of turning and handing the ball off, which, you know what, if you've got a workhorse like, you know, Henry, shoot. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's a good point. That's I tell you point. what, I could sit here and talk about football for, <laughs> I mean, we, we unfortunately we are in a kind of a, you know, uh, a, a clock. We'll, get, but, we'll, we'll see what happens with the rest of the season. Because, I mean, so far we've, we've seen surprises. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to see if those surprises yeah. continue. We're a little bit more than a quarter of the way through, but not quite half. Not quite. Almost. We're so, are we, are we, do we get to move to baseball now? Yeah, we're moving to baseball now. So, let's move on and talk about the World Series. Because clearly it's about to start. Yes. And so, it is. I mean, all of my predictions, they're, they're all out. So, yeah. Pretty confident mine is, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Indians, uh, yeah, they didn't make it, which we talked about last week. And, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I, just have a, I just have a problem, you know, rooting for somebody who outs, you know, outs the Cubs. Yeah. And they did it. They did it in pretty convincing fashion. You know, Corey Seager, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, my throat, something. All like right. That. Corey Seager doesn't even play in the NLCS. Mm-hmm. Pretty good player. Right. Okay. They bring in Charlie Cuthbertson. Yeah. Who? Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. Sorry, sorry, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, sorry, bud. But I mean, he 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 hit 455. Yeah. Against I mean, they, granted they played him against left-handers, you know, and uh, and Chris Taylor, <clears throat> who was a you know co MVP of the NLCS with Justin Turner, you know, they kind of they kind of shared duties there at shortstop. But, right. Um, I mean, God dang, man, I, I'm not happy about it, but that was pretty dang convincing. Well, you know. I, I agree with you on that, but the one thing that I'm also kind of looking forward to is I'm actually just looking forward to a good World Series. I don't I think, think this is not going to be a, oh, they won four games to one. This no. is going I could see this going to game seven, and this is going to be competitive because you've got Can, good pitching on both teams. You've got good bats on both teams. There's no, there's, you know, it's not the case that, okay, team A, they got a really good bullpen, but, the, you know, their hitters are average. And then team B's got this, you know, great offense but they have shitty defense there's none of that this is this is a great this this is going to be a good world great matchup yeah across the board yeah i mean uh you talk about you said game seven i god bless man i hope it goes to seven because i mean you could see uh like a kershaw Mm -hmm. you know uh dallas keichel or a kershaw verlander you know something to that effect i mean can you imagine all hands on deck in game seven i mean Kenley Jansen, who's, you know, probably the most dominant closer going right now. Yeah. You know, you've got him and you've got, you know, a U Darvish and a Clayton Kershaw. Correct. And Rich Hill, you know, and Alex Wood. You got all these guys. Same thing with Houston. I mean, you can go down the yep. go down the list. Yep. Just um I mean, there's there's uh, the, the the one thing that I can say uh, as I think I gotta give the nod, just a scotch, a slide here to Houston. Yeah. Because the Dodgers don't really have a DH option. They, of course, they have options, but sure. they don't have like that guy. Right. That's, exactly. That's our DH. Exactly. You yep. know, I mean, granted, they can platoon a left-right, you know, split thing, but 
you know, you got Curtis Granderson, who, you know, is a veteran, going to give you phenomenal at bat after phenomenal bat. Granted, he's struck out a lot. I think, sure. I think eight strikeouts and 15 postseason plate appearances, that's not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you got, you know, Jock Peterson. They're both left handed. And, you know, Jock Peterson is this swing, you know, at anything remotely possible. And if he makes contact, God dang it, he's going to hit it a mile. Mm hmm. You know, you've got, uh, you know, Evan Gaddis, you know, who looks like a freaking lumberjack, which I love that guy. Huge, <laughs> huge grizzly beard, oh, kind yeah. of a burly guy, and he doesn't wear batting gloves. And then you got Teen Wolf, you know. Oh, God, you love that guy, don't you? But No, 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 just because I call him Teen Wolf, that doesn't mean I love him. I know that. He actually <clears throat> is very annoying, but anyhow. He's kind of a goofy-looking guy. He is goofy-looking, But dude. you know what? He makes a hell of a lot more money than we do. Yes, he does. Um, so, game one. Yeah. You got you got Dallas Keuchel, former you know Cy Young, sure, going sure. against Kershaw. Of course, I mean two complete polar opposite type pitchers. Mm-hmm. I mean Kershaw's your power lefty, you know he's gonna he's gonna you know kill you to death with that with that uh, that that fastball up in the zone, and he's gonna pound you low and low in the with in the dirt with his curveball. And then you got Keuchel, who is, you know, I think we talked about uh, last week about. Uh, Oh, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. Who's like a Greg Maddox type. Right. Poor man's Greg Maddox. Yep. Well, now you got Keuchel, who, I mean, he, he might hit 92, 93, mm-hmm. but he's going to stay, you know, with that cutter, you know, and change up. That's yep. essentially, he's, I mean, it's, it's it, he's a surgeon. And when he is on, he is so much fun to watch. Yeah. So, I mean, game one, I don't know. Well, then just look at what Verlander's done since he, since he went to Houston. I mean, he's like fountain a, of youth. He's like a brand new person. I mean, ah. you're like, oh my god, that's the Justin Verlander who won well, all, all the Cy Youngs. I mean, just everything. He, he just can the real Justin Verlander stand up, please. He apparently he's standing up now. Proud he's, man, he is just turning up. I mean, that, that's that's the other thing is, I mean, you could it would it would be awesome if they well, they're not going to because you know Verlander just pitched the other night, but. If you saw Verlander Kershaw, oh, you, you knew you're going to see that twice in one series. Hopefully, that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you know, even here we are in Lawrence, Kansas, and we we really have no connection to L.A. or Houston. Certainly, not. but I mean, I'm, when this when the games are on, you bet your butt I'm going to be sitting there watching, especially mm-hmm. when you got a good pitching matchup like you're describing, and and then seeing who's going to be able to hit those people. That that's that yep. you led me to my next point is I mean. You've got both offenses that I mean any any major league baseball offense. I mean even the Kansas City Royals of like two thousand five six. I mean if they were all hitting, boy, let me tell you, they're, yeah. they're clicking. This is a entertaining. Both have lineups that are entertaining. Yep. I mean Justin Turner, who resurrected his career, you know, yeah. in, in Los Angeles. You yep. know, he was I think he was with with the Mets there for a minute, you know, and I think he's made another stop here or there. But I mean he is absolutely crushing yeah. anything in sight. Yeah. And I, I love how he just stands up there, just nonchalantly, just Joe Cool. Then all of a sudden, you know, thanks again, Justin, for uh, ruining, you know, the Cubs with that walk off. Then all of a sudden, he too. just becomes Teen Wolf, and look what he does. I mean, he just yeah. must, there must be something in the water down there in Southern <laughs> California. I don't know, but I mean, I'm kind of jealous that he has that huge red beard. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like it. I really you do. You should grow one yourself. No. No? No, I don't. Mrs. not going to like that? Probably not. No. I'm not a real I'm not a big beard <laughs> guy. But So you got Keuchel and Kershaw game one. Yep. Who you got? Oh, man. If it's just those two, and again, you, you have the good question. If Keuchel's got the control down, if he's if he's on point, if he's on point, I'm probably going to give it to him. But, but, but man, if I mean, I, I guess, I know this is kind of a... a Kind of sorry answer, 
But really, it just depends which one of them is on point because they're so well evenly matched mm -hmm. that if Kershaw's on point, and if he's if he's got all his weird funky deliveries working for him, then he's just going to destroy. But you you, you never know because because with both of those guys, all it takes is one or two batters to get them flustered, and then all of a sudden the system just breaks down. Mm -hmm. And and so it's, it it kind of depends upon which one of them is going to flinch first. That's what that's what I really want to see. For me, I think um, Houston has uh, more. They are a more right-hand dominant club. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at, uh, uh, I almost said Jason, but George Springer uh, <laughs> leading it off. And you got Altuve, yep. you got Carlos Correa, yep. Gaddis, yeah. um, I, know, I Ulyeski Gurriel. I mean, he, he doesn't strike out a lot. He doesn't walk a lot. I mean, he's having a great year. Marwin Gonzalez, you know, who uh, made an unbelievable throw against the Yankees. I think they clocked it at like 103 or 4 or something to that effect from yeah. the outfield. I mean, so I think... Um, you know, you look at you look at the Dodgers, and like I already listed off, you know, you got Andre Ethier, who will probably platoon and only play against righties. Sure. Um, you know, you got Chris Taylor, who's right-handed. Justin Turner, who's right-handed. Bellinger, you know, Cody Bellinger, he's uh, you know left-handed. You know, um, it's just I don't know, man. You you, you throw everything out the window because um, both of these clubs are very deserving to be there. Very much they're, so. They're great. And you know, here's here's the thing is I think if you put it on paper, which no you know, no sports are played on paper sure. really. But here's the nod I'm giving. And we're gonna get into, you know, the the relief aspect of okay. things. But Houston almost has it's kinda like back in uh what was that, two thousand one mm -hmm. uh with the Subway series. Yeah, okay. Yep. When it was New York yep. against New York, the Mets or Yankees. Yeah. After nine eleven that was a huge ordeal. Yeah. yeah. So now you, yep. you throw that in, you know. The, I know where you're going. Yeah. You know Houston. the, the yep. issues that Houston has suffered. Yeah. You know, and the the catastrophe and the you know the devastation that they've. Yep. The Houston Astros have the opportunity to. They, they kind of have one to win one for the city, and that's yeah. They, they can be. They're an uplifting, positive Very experience so. right now. Yep. You know, everybody's still struggling, but hey, for a few hours, our Astros are on. And honestly, bring a title to all the people of Houston. And you know what? I can't say that I have a single iota of a problem with it. It's just, I don't want the Dodgers to win. So how, how about that? <laughs> okay, there you go. Very good. All right, let's move away from baseball. And so we got the NFL done, we got MLB done. Let's move on to some college basketball. It's here, isn't it? It is here, my friend. It is here. Oh, and we're man. gonna have so much fun talking about it. Because for those of you who are listening, you may not know this, uh, yeah. Spring and wing, we're pretty much obsessed with college basketball. That's that's Primar primarily, you know, the you know Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Yeah, and pretty much anybody who they're going to destroy. Yeah. So w w with KU, uh, of course, we had that little special game we just had, the exhibition with KU and MU. What do, what do you think about that? I'm going to take a, a phrase out of David Beatty's book and say it was a neat deal. <laughs> okay. So what, what do we call it? The showdown for relief. Yeah, that was right. You know, yep. um, you know, so many people have been affected and devastated by all the, you know, the weather issues that have mm -hmm. taken place, not only here, you know, in our country, but also Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. So, you know, it, it's a it's a neat deal because we got two universities that don't really care for one another. No. But yet, as fans, we think they should play every year, which but, we we can get into that. So, yeah, we we raised what a little little under two million dollars. 
Not, yeah, not we, because you know, we didn't I, I never saw it, a final number, but I'm sure I, it was I that. thought the check that they presented uh, that's, know, that's Coach Martin right. Coach Self was like 1.75. That sounds, yeah. You know, the, the, we're talking about a basketball game. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, us as American citizens can come together, you know, put aside all differences, shows that we have the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but let the, the actual game itself. The game itself. One of the things I loved about the game itself, you know, it's an exhibition game. What? And the players. Wait, 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 wait a second. I know. That was an exhibition? I know. It didn't count? And the players. You want to bet? It counted. That's what I'm getting to. Because oh, the players, you know, it, they didn't they didn't play as though it were scrimmage. It wasn't like watching the Harlem Globetrotters or an NBA all-star game and, and people are just kind of half-assing around. Those kids were playing. They wanted to win. I mean, it was they were putting it all on the floor. And to see that... That is what made that game so fun to watch. This is October. Yes, this is October, and that's what made it that had a March feel. It had a March feel, and it, that's what made that rivalry just so. I don't know. It just it just rekindled that rivalry between those two, and and I get it. I get it. The, the, you know they don't play anymore in the season. I, I get that, and I understand why they don't. It has to do with money, and we can talk about that later. I don't think it does. I think it does because think about this. I was thinking about this the other day. If KU were to give up one of their non-conference games, sure, then that means okay that they're going to they're play Missouri every year. Mm-hmm. Okay? If they do that, that means that they will probably not lose. Not they'll lose the chance to play Kentucky, or to play Indiana. Yeah, I understand. Or to play Georgetown, or another, some other big name, some some like traditional. Not Missouri. Not Missouri. But you know what I'm saying? Sorry. But, but something like that where. It's going to be more of a national spectacle, not just a regional spectacle like it is right now between KU and MU. There's a lot of people that think it's just because Bill Self doesn't want to play Missouri. See, I don't think that's it all. Actually, I think it's... It doesn't do anything for the University of Kansas. No. I mean... But see, it does. I I think that if if we played Missouri every single year, like I said, you would lose revenue. Because that's a non-conference game, a high-dollar non-conference game that's going to have to be taken off the schedule. And again, I don't think it's Bill Self who is against playing Missouri, I kind of put that on the athletic program itself. And, and yeah. it's just the AD. We can, I mean, we can debate that for hours. We can. But, I mean, um, I read a lot of, of articles and things this morning, and even, you know, the players do, through warm-ups coming out of the tunnels, I mean, they felt the juice in the building. Yeah. You know, I'm going to use yep. a coach self-term, the building was juiced. Yep. And, I mean, you could just see it on, I mean, it looked like, I mean, we were fighting for a title yesterday. It's like you said, that that was a, a game in March. That's exactly what it felt, felt like. It. I mean, it, it felt like we were watching a Big 12 championship game. Yeah. Or, or one of these teams was going to make it to the Final Four. I mean, it was just so good. I I'm ordinarily will never, ever give praise to anything the University <laughs> of Missouri does. But I will tell you, I'm, I'm impressed with, with their basketball team. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be a good team. I think the, the the Porter Jr. kid is is going to be out of this world. Yeah, I mean, he's a freshman playing against a for the most part veteran team in in Kansas yesterday. Um, I mean, just his jump shot looks good. Shoot, he runs well. Yeah, like he just looks good running. He looks like a freaking basketball player. Yeah. And then when I read that he's six ten, I didn't know he was that tall. Good lord, he's six ten. Is he really six ten? Six ten. He does not look at it at all. No. Wow. But his shot, his, move it, let's, it, let's put it that way. His shot is so pure. I mean, he's essentially a, a wing, a three in right. the NBA. Yeah. I mean, his shot looks good. You know, he's got good bounce. He passes the ball well, and he knows the game. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these times, and I, you know, I'm not going to, you know, bring up names, but a lot of these high, highly heralded, highly touted freshmen coming in, 
They don't have the basketball IQ, the acumen that some of the veterans do. Agreed. This kid's got to figure it figured out. Yeah. But granted, his team still lost. You can so, tell. You can tell he's he's a a student, student of, the of the game. game. He's not just using his talent and just being like, look how special I am. I I gotta ask you, yeah. what do you think of Devonte Graham? Hmm. What did I think of Devonte? That's 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 a good question. I would say with Devonte, he's gonna have some shoes to fill. Of course. I mean, and he came out of the gate. He yesterday. did. He did. And what I liked about Devonte is because he came out of the gate, he is going to he's gonna put it down. I mean, he's gonna make sure that we get our ducks in a row and we do everything that we need to do to win. And I like that. I mean, you could tell that. That he had learned under Frank, mm. and Frank had taught him well about yeah. how, to, how to run, how to be the general on the floor, and that's that's what I'm looking forward to see. You know, they I, I read an article here a couple few days ago in regards to Devonte coming back, and it yeah he did he test the waters a little bit to see how you know because I think that's Coach Self says hey you might as well go here, oh, yeah. go, go find out sure you know never hurts um, and I, he said it was like, well, there really wasn't because really, I, I, I was coming back because I have unfinished business. Yeah. Same thing with Frank. Frank showed up as a senior, and not to keep. I mean, Frank, thank you for everything you've done. Highly doubt you'll ever hear that, but thank you for everything you've done. What you've done the best at is teach. Yes. The younger totally players. Agree. So now you've got essentially the floor general, the man, in Frank, and he said, "Okay, here's the keys of the kingdom. Yeah, it's yours. Yep." Devonte came out yesterday saying, "I'm not gonna say it on, on you know over the air, but this is this is my shit." Yeah, you know. Yeah, I did just say it. Sorry, that's all right, man. This is my shit. There you go. You know, I'm I'm I want everybody to know and, who Devonte Graham is. If you didn't know who I am before, you know who the heck I am now. And building on that point, he showed that he's up for the challenge. And yes, he, he wants the challenge, and that's the thing that I'm excited to see. I mean, 25 and 10. He had 10 flipping rebounds. He yeah. led our team in rebounds. Yeah. That's sad. That, I mean. But, but, but think think about this, though. How many times did Frank Mason lead our team in rebounds in a game? Again, that was sad. But it was a lot. It, it was, I mean, like you know, like you said, Frank kind of taught Devontae what to do. And it's clear. I mean, Devontae is stepping in becoming the new Frank Mason. And, you know, um, somebody who, it was kind of quiet because you and I watched this game together. But Malik Newman had 17. Mm-hmm. You know, with six boards and five assists. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he might be like 11 or 12, you know, a couple boards. He looked good. I, I, he, he, imp- he impressed he's, me. He's hungry. Yeah, he impressed me. The, as, as much as I love seeing what uh, Devontae did, you know, from a leadership standpoint and seeing Malik, who's that bona fide you score, Udoka as a bouquet, as somebody. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, I love Doke. He, yep. Seeing what he did and the way he just commanded Somebody needs to make that T-shirt. I love Doke. <laughs> There you go. Do it right now. There you go. Patent. Trademark that. Done. Boom. Mark don't, that. Don't, yeah, don't. If we see you with that shirt on, we're coming after you because that's that's ours. We just trademark that. 16 points, 7 of 9. Yeah. I mean, he... Uh, just the way he commanded the paint. I mean, he he was able to do whatever he wanted to do in the paint. I mean, there's he's just making moves, going straight to the hoop, or he's doing a little sky hook. And I was I'm looking at this thinking, wow, if we had had you last year, if you hadn't gotten injured, the things we could have done... Do you, I read this on Twitter today, but you remember Happy Gilmore when he was like, Happy learned how to putt. <laughs> Udoka Azubuki has figured out some post moves. Yes, he has. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's right. I love it. I'm so excited. Uh, what do we we got next next Tuesday, Halloween in the fog yeah. against Pittsburgh State. Yeah. Um, man. Oh, Pitt State's 
head coach. He's the former coach at Missouri. Oh, look at that. I'll be darned. Look at that. See what we just did there? Yeah. A little full, full circle kind yeah, of thing. But, yeah, for. Um, I, uh, it, it's a, every year this time. It is every year. I mean, this I mean, we, it's, I mean, you, yep. you got, you got that scratch Yep. and we itched it or did we, did we itch the scratch or we scratched the itch yesterday? Can it be both? We did both. There we go. Um, there we go. But Hey, we're, we're going to have uh we're going to have a lot of, a lot of fun talking to KU basketball. It's going to be a lot of positives. We yep. will, we will find negatives, which I just, we will. I kind of did because then, then we should also probably preface this for people who listen to the podcast. Don't worry, we're not going to sit there and just talk only about KU basketball during the season. We can. We oh, we most certainly can, but we'll we'll be fair. There's there's other sporting events and sporting things going on. I know we're not aware of it, but there are. Just say once basketball starts, I mean, yeah. Then there's spring training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it never stops. Well, thank you all once again uh, for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side. And thanks for coming to the main event with Spring Wing. Later, y'all.